You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hi guys, welcome back to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. It's springtime. Hey. It is springtime. It's springtime in California. It's actually hot when it's 72 degrees. Oh, we're in trouble. It's hot. All the guys are going, it's so hot. And I'm going, can you imagine? It's 30 more degrees now, in a few days. You're calling 73 <laughs> hot. <laughs> Little weenies, huh? No. No, it is weird. It is. Every spring is like that. It's like, it's so hot. And it's like, it's only 72. And today it's actually cold. Yeah, today it's a breeze. Yeah, yeah. It's a chill. We are two months behind the uh, planting schedule in northern california usually plant uh end of february first of March, or some february i think and now it's they haven't they're just planting now so this has really been an aberrated winter hasn't it yeah. it's wonderful it's wonderful and we're on, yeah. you're not on an agricultural podcast you are on the truth <laughs> <laughs> in case there's any farmers yeah, is there any farmers in morwina Maybe we have some farmers. Some <laughs> there we go. Anyway. How do you farm in Rowena? Talk about a shortened season. Yeah. yeah. But we have, uh, we had Easter last mm-hmm. week. It was really wonderful. Yeah. Um, we had a um, picnic at the 91 Acres and after the church service, church service was phenomenal. And uh, then we all went out to the, it was a beautiful day, actually one of the first beautiful days we've had for a it while. It was gorgeous. And it, it was, was gorgeous. It was 72 degrees. church picnic. Uh, yeah. Just a lot of love, a lot of, yeah, lot of just fellowship and good times. And just yesterday for us, we had the actual 25th anniversary yeah. of the church. It was, C said, was, until I said it, he didn't realize it was that literally. Yeah, I was leading worship on the 25th anniversary. I didn't even get that. Yeah. I told you both that, but neither of you had listened to me. So <laughs> yeah. What did he say? I, what did he say? <laughs> we don't listen to him. I'm not sure what he's talking about. <laughs> he speaks a different language that's not American. Yeah. He, he is separated by a totally different uh vernacular of english yeah he was he didn't get it until i said this is literally after my conversation with you that we had um literally the 25th anniversary of the beginning of the father's house and what was cool for the listeners is that uh, steve has taken a probably seven eight year hiatus of leading worship he used to be our worship leader from leading yeah from leading probably 17 years of leading worship and then he stopped and uh, last night he brought back some old songs. And, <laughs> it, and the, the crowd erupted. It was fabulous. It was. And the Holy Spirit cool. was there the still. Was there. Yeah. I, I felt loved. Yeah, it was I good. I remember all the words. You did. I did. I know. It was really fun because, like I said, for it's been seven or eight years and you've been here for a long time. So you remember that. And yeah, so yeah. for him to get up there and lead worship, it was pretty cool. The spirit of the crowd really helped, yeah, too. You know, because if I make mistakes, I get, I just verklempt. I just tighten up. I get all, yeah. and last night I made a ton of mistakes. What did you say when you made the one mistake? I said, oh, no. <laughs> he said, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. Everybody just laughed. I lost, I lost my place. <laughs> I looked down and couldn't find the song on the podium. Well, I was your like, trifocals. Oh, uh-oh. Trifocals. <laughs> And it was delightful. We were laughing about yeah, it. And it was it just, good. I was loose. I, you were. I really liked that uh, that feeling. You can do it again. Fun. Everybody's asking. That was the crowd, you know. I, I don't know if I am or not. People are asking for uh, non-core. I know they're asking. It's pretty cool. But we'll see. We'll okay. see how it We'll goes. see. I thoroughly enjoyed it, so I, I would assume it's Yeah, I assume yeah, that, too. You know that. But uh, we started last week our new little season on... Uh, the Messages the, of the Father's yeah. House, right? Well, what we believe and what we teach, huh? Yep. Yeah. I did a pop quiz with Jeremiah, our uh, technician, this morning. See yeah. if he could name all ten. He did, didn't he? He got eight. That's a B. Which is pretty good. That's a pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he's yeah. only been here two years. No. I think Steve would probably get a C. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> but uh, we're going to do uh, one of the ones he didn't know today. So, so last week was Listen to Jesus. Correct. And this week is? Faith without works is dead. It's faith without works is dead. That Jesus <laughs> says that. So it's probably a good place yeah. to start yeah. today. So we're gonna uh, gonna open up scripture reading from James, uh, chapter two, starting in verse fourteen. If you aren't driving and you do want to read along with us, <laughs> if you're driving, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't yeah. read along yeah. with us. Yeah. But, uh, James says this: What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but he has no works? Can that faith save him? <clears throat> the brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food. And one of you says to them, go in peace, <laughs> be warm and be filled. Oh and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body. What use is that? Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. But someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. That's awesome. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? You see that faith was working with his works, and as a result of the works, faith was perfected. He's saying works a lot. He does say that word a lot. He's saying it over (laughs) and over. Yep. Uh, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, And Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. In the same way was Rahab the harlot also justified, was not Rahab the harlot not also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. Man. Wow. Yeah. He does, like I said, he, he, he uh, is redundant. Yeah. He talks more about works and faith. I think uh, I, I <laughs> it, would like to know the count of which one's faith and which one's works. Yeah, that's probably the not. The word count. Probably not the most important part. Really? Yeah. I think it's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. That's probably not the most important part. <laughs> you think I missed this the gist is, of it? Yeah, it's, it's this argument. It's, it's shocking that James, who James. was alive with Jesus, yeah. was, was having to say this. And we're still having the same exact discussion today, confusion today. Um, You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God, I think Paul said. Uh And, And James is writing this, and he's spelling it out so clearly what so many others are trying not to say. And it's so clear. Paul's, so one of the most favored uh, quoted scriptures is, we are saved by grace and that through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. It's a favorite quotation for today. And, and you would think because it's you have to choose between it, that one, we are saved by grace and that through faith and not by works, mm-hmm. lest anyone should boast. Versus this one, faith without works is dead and you don't, without, without works you don't have faith mm-hmm. and don't try to show me faith your faith without showing me your works. And it, it seems like these two are, two, you, you're either in the James camp or the Paul camp. Yeah. And that's just not true. It is absolutely, these two marry perfectly when understanding faith is how grace 
comes. Yeah. We are saved by grace. You could work outside of grace until you die. You could work every minute for the rest wow. of your life. You can clothe everyone on earth and feed everyone on earth, and you're not saved. Wow. So you can't be saved by doing good works. You must be doing good works by faith. Now, if I see a man who has a need and I give to that need from my need, not my abundance, but there's a chance I won't eat because I helped him eat. There's a chance I won't be okay because I helped him be okay. I am doing this out of faith that my father will treat me better than the birds of the air, the lilies of the field or the grass in the, in, in the wilderness, that he will take care of me. He knows the hairs on my head and he, why would I worry about what I'll eat? He wants me to worry about what that guy eats. Wow, that's good. And I could even be, and probably am, God's provision for that guy. And what James is saying, and Paul is saying, but we, if as long as we don't just sneak out a verse here to try to make a doctrine out of a verse, if we marry them all together and say this, the Bible is the Bible, the whole counsel of God is this, this new covenant is spelled out by these men, and we call it the word of God, and James is saying it, then we have to understand that grace is, is how we're saved. Our works are in grace because God died on a cross for us and paid penalty. We receive unmerited favor, but our unmer but the receiving of that unmerited favor is demonstrated in that I have received this love from God, even though I don't deserve it, I'm not owed it. In fact, I deserve not to receive it, but I get it anyway. So that neighbor over there who's suffering, that neighbor over there, that person over there, that human that God loves over there, has needs and I have the resources, yeah. but I also have the trusting God that whether I had these resources, like I got $10 in my hand, I can use it on him and trust that I'll eat anyway because God will give me another $10 mm -hmm. or he'll take care of me. That's where grace operates. Wow. That's where grace is proven. I can't have grace if I don't believe in God. Jesus tells all these different people, your, your faith has made you well. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed your daughter. By your faith, this will happen to you. If you had the faith of a mustard seed, faith is the door to receive grace. You cannot have grace lest you come through the door of faith. Right. You must be in faith. And faith is described by Jesus so clearly as a person who gives their all. Faith is as a person who lays their life down. Faith is described as a person who does works. And so the evidence of the fact that I believe in God is that I trust him. I can give more than I can afford to. I can serve with my life. I can use my time and energy because God will give me and bless what I have. He'll give me more and bless what I keep. And it, it's just shocking to me that people don't understand this. Faith without works is dead. We are not saved by works. But without works, there is no faith. And without faith, there is no grace. The, the response of faith is works. I will wow. do good deeds in this world. I will get up off my couch and go serve. I will give of my, from my need. I, I need this money to pay my bills. But if I pay your bills, I believe in God. He's going to pay my bills. Mm. That's faith in God. Good. If I have to hoard my money to make sure my bills are paid and be, you know, your bills be damned, your bills, you know, the heck with your bills, <laughs> you know, uh, 
that's not faith in God. That's faith in my resources. That's faith in me. And faith in me will, will cause no man to be saved. Wow. Faith in God will appropriate grace, which will allow us to move into the grace. We become qualified to receive the unmerited favor of God through works. Yeah. And people say, well, that's salvation by works. Well, you call it what you want. I'm reading the Bible, and I'm marrying Paul and James together as part of the Bible. It's not an either or. It's not Paul versus James. Yeah. It's, 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 they both say the same thing. And Paul, I mean, he, he takes it to suffering. Rejoice in the Lord when you suffer because you haven't suffered as much as Jesus. Just think, be thankful you, have, you haven't had to go through the cross. Yeah. you know. And Paul would say all those things. I mean, it's very clear what Paul believed, that he believed exactly what James is saying here, that faith without works is dead. Mm. And, and, and it's just we're still having the same discussion today wow, because so this is what keeps people confused, wow. and this is what keeps people from doing good things. It makes, it makes the church of Jesus Christ non-essential. Yes. Yeah. So they say there's 55% of America, which is roughly 110 million adults. So there's 110 million Christian adults in America. Can you imagine if they were living by faith and giving from their need and making sure their neighbor was taken care of? The opinion of people about Christians and the church would make the wow. church very essential. Yeah. Amy Semple McPherson fed 10,000 people a day out the back door of Angeles Temple in L.A. Well, her church was essential to her neighborhood. Right. The Los Angeles County was not feeding people at any kind of rate that Amy Semple was. And she, Amy McPherson, she, she, she was absolutely essential to her neighborhood. Mm. She was operating by faith and worked herself. She died young. They say she worked herself to exhaustion. And yet... If we are believers in God, if we have faith, if we have the door to grace, mm -hmm. then we know that Amy lives forever wow. and that she didn't really she lose anything. She gained something mm -hmm. by giving her life away for the poor people of L.A., of Echo Park. That's a, yeah, that, even that perspective, I work myself to death because I know where I'm going to go. You know, we don't, we don't yeah. think like that. We think in the, if I... If I give my, if I take the time to give my life today, then that, that you know, I lose that hour, and we don't think about it in terms of eternity a lot of the time. What most people think is, if I give an hour away, he'll give me hours back. Right. I'll live longer. Mm -hmm. Well, it's 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 true, and it's not true. Um, so many martyrs for the faith. What it is is, I give my time on earth away; he gives me heavenly time back. Yeah, that's good. And it, it, it is a hundredfold return. It's more than a hundredfold return. In, in that we have to have an eternal perspective. We have to see what we do here on earth has a reward in heaven. Store, he says, "Don't why do you store up treasures on earth where moth and rust consume? Mm -hmm. Rather, store up treasures in heaven, and your reward will be great and rich. And so that's the, the hundredfold return. My time, my energy, even my life. Yeah. He says, any man who seeks to save his life will lose, lose it. it. Anyone who loses his life for my, my sake, sake will find it. Mm -hmm. and, and then he says, no one will even give as much as a cup of water without having received their reward. And, 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 and you are not going to shorten your life working for the Lord if you don't believe in eternal life. Mm -hmm. You're not going to lay your life down and say, I'm going to live forever. You're going to say, man, I only got a few years left. I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going fishing. I'm going to, I'm going to go enjoy my, I've worked my own life. I'm going to go enjoy it. Yeah, we were looking for that like blessed life. Yeah. Now, right? It's very much yeah. like the parable yeah. where the guy kept building storehouses yeah. and filling them up. Well, I'm so blessed. Yeah. I'm so blessed. I'm going to build another uh, warehouse. I'm going to build another one. He says, you fool. Yeah. 
Your soul is required of you this day. Someone else is going to get all that stuff, and you and you lost your life. You lost your eternal perspective. The Lazarus story with the the rich guy, right? He's like, can can he just can I just have a, can he cool my head or whatever it is? Yeah, can he get water yeah. for me? I'm yeah, <laughs> it's just I don't dip know, a sponge in vinegar. I yeah. think he said, Ooh. In your lifetime, you had all these riches, and, and you didn't give him anything, and now yeah, yeah it's just a, and he gained eternal life, yeah. and you didn't. Yeah, I think I think it's. Um, fascinating this works this works message the um you know faith without works is dead and you can't have one without the other i like the way steve prophesied that if you could work for the rest of your life and not be saved you know you just do good works but the marriage of the two you know um i was i sent steve uh attachment the other day and it's, it's how the apostles died yeah. and you know they they gave their life they gave all their way to the end mm -hmm. And we think that the end should be glory and you know honor and you know and and be and a boat and a mm -hmm. and a house in Hawaii <laughs> and you know that's yeah. I think they're honestly I think that Christians we struggle with that mm -hmm. is that if we're blessed by being a Christian it's because it's a ble I I have I have all these things and then you read where, where the apostles and I it's 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 fascinating every it shows how every apostle died um they didn't die with that they mostly died penniless and uh impoverished and and in in prison mm -hmm. i think um it's fascinating that we're still having the same discussion mm -hmm. that they had in whatever 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 year this was with james um that they're still t we're still talking about the same thing and we don't get it right it's one of the first epistles that was written and that was you know from mm -hmm. From it, the start, it's this discussions, but this yeah. discussion yeah. is like, do we yeah. do we have to do that much, yeah. do, or can we just believe? I believe yeah. that Jesus is real. Right. I believe He died for me, yeah. and that's all I need to do. I think that that can I just yeah that that just made me think of that whole idea. You'll you'll you kind of say it often, Stephen, maybe in the more of a a purity sense, but the idea of like. What can I get away with? How you know, like how close how, how can I close get? To can I get how close you know? can I get to the yeah. line? Yeah. So what do I have to do in order to be saved, justified? justified. Mm -hmm. But whereas we have this more abundant, like I'll give everything I have away, and the fruit of that is. If you explain it clearly, you yeah. say, well, what should come is a desire to do good things, mm -hmm. do good works. Yeah. That should be the result of having received grace for free. Yeah. And people, oh, that's works. You know, it's like they're <laughs> they so, do, they say yeah, that. it's just so weird. And it's like, what? it's like, dude, did you even read this book? I mean, it's like, honestly, I got to, let me just, example for me is uh -oh. I am not, I am not naturally predispositioned. predispositioned. It's not in my, no. kind of like my DNA makeup mm -hmm. to serve people or give to people that don't give to me <laughs> or that take from me. And, in my walk with Christianity, I was—I I mean, I started out the day—the day before I met Jesus, I was a bad thief. I—I I, I was a bad thief. Mm -hmm. You mean you, you weren't stole, very, good at, you stole, weren't very no. good at it? Or? I was very good at stealing, and I stole all the time. <laughs> I thought and you I stole from time. everybody, and I was angry with everybody. Right. Yeah. So when I got met Jesus, and I start going out and doing things, honestly, I did them to receive. Mm -hmm. I did them because it looked good for me, mm -hmm. and it made God happy with me. But to be born again is to be transformed and perfected. And it wasn't very long that I got asked to be a leader, a youth pastor in a church in Citrus Heights. Mm -hmm. And I realized these people are in my hands. And I began to pray this prayer, Lord, if I can't help them, please keep me from hurting them. Because, you know, I'm a pretty selfish individual. And so my, my Christian walk really changed and I began to give to those I began to see that giving 
was the response of faith. And I trusted him and I believed in him and I had grown to know him. And I began to realize that he wanted good things done for them and he needed hands and feet to go do those things. And I began to lay down my life, use my vacations from work to be a youth pastor and work for kids. And it was exhausting, but I was young and, you know, we recover quick. So you just keep doing it and you begin to develop a lifestyle of serving others and going against your nature. He begins to transform you. And you get down the road a ways and you wonder, do I really have to do all this stuff? And you got 50,000 people telling you, you don't have to do this. Yeah. And it's like, well, but I want, I don't, I don't have to do it. My answer was always, I don't have to do it. I get to, I, do, it. I get to do it. I want to do it. But then when you really start to marry all these verses together and quit, you quit doing the bumper sticker Christianity where you pull the verses out for bumper stickers to yes. learn so Good. that you can create a, a living model of bumper stickered verses that you can pretty much lead them anywhere. They can take you anywhere to where anything's okay. It's good. All sexual immorality, all perverse, all drunkenness, all all intoxication. It's right. all okay because you can take verses and put them together and prove that. But if you take the record as a whole, it is absolutely what we read today. You can't be saved without faith, and you can't have faith without works. Yeah. It's like I, you know, it's like saying you do something you know just it's like claiming something you don't have mm. like i have faith i believe in god but where's your where can we see your faith mm. well in that i give all my money away well there you go we see it we see that you're trusting god and have you starved i've asked a lot of people to tithe with me mm-hmm. and i'm not well i just i'll just lay it out there i'm not a man who believes that tithing is a new testament law mm-hmm. But I believe that it's a principle that is so clearly spelled out in the Old Covenant that God will bless and make your harvest come in if you'll tithe. But more than that, I believe that tithing in a New Testament format puts your faith on the line. It causes you to believe. It really does because you're making 100% of your money. You're taking it home. You're spending it, and it just isn't enough. Ever. And so then you begin to tithe and give 10% away. And I've challenged a great many people. Because it's all about faith building. And faith building is all about receiving the grace God has given you. And it's the most important part is understanding that grace. Yeah. Like how incredible it is that he allows you to be forgiven. And how incredible it is he allows you to be saved. To provide a place for you like a mansion in heaven and all that stuff. And it comes through faith. It's so clearly stated through Jesus, through Paul, John states it, Peter states it, James states it, that it's through faith that we are justified. And yet faith is only seen through her works. And what is that work? So I say, would you tithe with me for three months? Look, your, your money's not going far enough anyway. You're, going, you're, you're living on credit cards, right? So every year you run your credit cards up until you get this tax return, you pay them off. How about you tithe with me? And we do it together and we talk about it and do it for three months. And at the end of the three months, you tell me if you're better off or worse off. And if at the end of three months, you don't want to continue to tithe and you feel like it was a failure, I will go get all your money back and give you the whole, all three months tithing back to you. And I've had numerous people try this with me. Mm -hmm. I've never had to give the money back. I've never had to give the money back. And um, in every case, it's like, yeah, it goes further. The 90 spends better, yeah, amen. goes further. Sometimes sometimes the answer is their willpower. Mm-hmm. I only have 90%. I can't stop at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. 
I only have 90%. I can't get that ice cream. And they just, it changes their willpower. Mm-hmm. But no matter what it does, they suddenly are financially better than they were with 100%. Mm-hmm. So nine proves to be better than 10. Yeah. 90% proves to be better than 100%. And I test, it's a test of faith. And it's like, wow, no greater love has any man that he laid down his life for his neighbor. Excellent. Who would ever lay down their lives unless they believed God had them? Mm-hmm. It's a work. That's a statement of faith to lay down your life for your brother. It's also works. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's the ultimate work. Yeah. Yeah. So everything about believing in God is demonstra- demonstrated through the actions we, we participate in in our life. And Good. tithing, for us, we challenge everybody, don't tithe. Give a dollar more than you can afford. Mm. Start living by the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that'll take you to 20%, 30%. It'll take you all the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually, you'll be just saying, look, how do we live this well when we give and we're able to give away so much. I love the testimony people give me. They go, I got to the end of the year. And do you know that we, me and my wife, we actually gave like $6,000 this year. Like we couldn't afford to give $600, mm. but we started believing God and we gave away $6,000 this year. And, and the husband sometimes will go, I want to try giving away eight next year. Mm-hmm. I listened to Francis Chan the other day, and that's what he did with his wife. Is they they went they they had a hit book all of a sudden, right? And they they wanted they, they wanted they go. Do you know what we gave away this year? I would like to give all of it. Mm-hmm. And they challenged each other, and they kept moving in faith, you know. And and then his book went mega mega. Wow. And now he's paid all over the world to speak, and his and his recordings are. You know, in, 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 in every testimony, it's like to build this school in Africa or to build this hospital or to, to, to participate in the, uh, this ministry to the poor yeah. when he has every, and to sell his house in Simi Valley and go live in a double wide trailer. And it's so that we can give more. And are you more miserable living in lesser of a house in lesser of a neighborhood? No, we're more happy. We, our neighbors are more needy of what God has than the, than the neighbor. They're more hungry. And it's just amazing to listen to people who do live by the challenge of these words. And at the father's house, I want to never take this challenge off the table. Faith without works is dead. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Therefore, without works, it's impossible to please God. Maybe define what a work is better for yourself. Mm-hmm. But there, there is no place in the Bible that supports the no works theology. <laughs> there is no place in the Bible that says you went forward at an altar or you stated in a statement, I believe, and you're saved. Mm-hmm. That isn't what they mean by the words that are written in that Bible. It, otherwise, this is all a contradiction. What we just read today shouldn't be included in the canon. It's um, it's interesting because you think about Jesus' life, and and can you imagine if he just had faith in God? He just had faith. I just believe my God is going to, my Father's going to heal me. My Father's going to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saved. Mm-hmm. I mean, his whole life Hard work, yeah. was works. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then they told, sent out his, his, uh, his apostle, said, you know, don't take anything. Do this, do that, you know, and all these instructions. And, but just look at Jesus' life and say he didn't work, yeah. that he didn't have both an operation, faith and works together. Yeah. It just, it just, it's what made people follow him was not his faith but was his works mm-hmm. because he was healing people, he was meeting needs, and now he's telling us to do the same things and only greater things. So Jesus' life is a, an exact replica 
of faith and works that we need to probably example our life yeah. at. And, and I, in James, it says, uh, in 2.24, he says, you see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Yeah, so that's me when you're reading it. I had, I had never quite read it just like that. It's, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You yeah. you see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. And it's an epidemic in the Christian church nowadays. And, and like I said before, it's incredibly interesting that he's struggling back in whatever AD this was that they had the same discussion. I'm I just asked Jesus into my life and and he, I know he saved me and and but what's if you really read the Bible like Steve said and you start realizing that maybe we're not exactly saved at that moment. Maybe we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Maybe only the winner, um, the one who runs the race to completion, maybe he's only the one that gets the reward and the prize. No man gets a prize. And all the scriptures about, you know, that, that you're, you're in the process of being refined. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, I, I think the epidemic of just, you say a prayer, at the, the prayer at the altar, which we're guilty of saying it that way too. You say a prayer at the altar and you're saved. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think, as I started reading this more and more, I just don't think that's true. Faith without works is dead. Yeah. So. I love this picture of the Abraham and Isaac story that he, yeah. he gives as well. Like the whole idea of Abraham and Sarah waiting for decades for yeah. Isaac to show up finally does. And then it's like, okay, now the sacrifice yeah. at the altar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, what? What happened to your promise? Yeah. <laughs> it just, I think we, I think sometimes that's. I found that, you know, there have been times when, I don't know, take finances, for example. It's like, okay, I've been waiting for something, and the Lord's come through for me and provided something, and then there's an opportunity to give. And it's like, but Lord, you you gave this to me, and now you're <laughs> wanting me to give it. Right it. And it's that, you know, that, that fear of, oh, no, with this little bit that I have mm-hmm. or this thing that you've done for me now, I now I feel like I have to give it away, and you feel like you're losing something. There is that real tug of war that it, it's, <clears throat> it's can we trust him again, you know, like, and it was it, re- it was reckoned to his righteousness and it will definitely transform you to yeah. do that my, <laughs> yeah my you know when i married Bless vicky you. she did not want to tithe she didn't like giving you know well, I didn't she know. was she was raised brand new christian she's a brand new christian yeah. she, she hadn't been transformed yeah. yet and i had four and a half years ahead of her mm-hmm. where i already told who i was the day i met jesus i was a thief he's mm-hmm. cracked yeah so when i'm telling her no no i'm doing this i'm yeah. i'm trusting god you know she wasn't there and we went through life uh those first couple of years I was tithing from what I would make on what she would tell me she made. So I'd, I'd always ask oh, how many tips you got tonight. And I would keep it in my head and I'd add it up and I'd tithe on her and she'd not tell her. And then she said, see, I don't tithe and we're doing fine. And I said, yeah, but I've been tithing on yours for now for a month or two. And that's why we're doing fine. It's really, really, she wanted to know, tell me about it. Cause she was so, she fell in love with Jesus and she wanted the truth. She wasn't arguing to try to fight for something that wasn't true to be true. She wanted the truth. Well, we were growing along and we were, we were doing these challenges in our life with giving yeah. and act in the actions of our life to give what we little we made. We made so little, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, the numbers are so staggering. You wouldn't believe us. You you would not believe it. And then the Lord challenged us to give 30% of what we want to make Hmm. and 30% of what we thought we needed to live on, you know, like really what, what we should get because people were constantly giving us money Mm -hmm. and and we were never asking for anything. We're just showing up in our pockets. Mm -hmm. They put in our, 
because we were full-time ministry and I was working as much the as I could. The green pen. Yeah, the, someone with a green pen you was always sticking pen. money in an envelope and envelope. putting it in Vicky's purse or Vicky's and pocket. groceries on the back deck. Yeah, groceries on the It was just yeah. crazy how Amazing. God took care of us through the kindness and goodness of other people. We were in four different ministries and had two small children, one with Down syndrome. Yeah. And so they were taking care of us, you know, and, and uh, we were going along and she was learning rapidly about this. And then one day, uh, I don't remember... I don't actually remember the situation, but she said these words, and I knew. She said, you know, it's just $200 a month money. There's always more money. Mm-hmm. And I knew. She's been transformed. Yeah. She's been born. You know, it takes a while sometimes. Yeah, you you know. got to – your faith will not change if you do not challenge it. So You don't work. She, yeah, first off, she didn't want to give or tithe or anything, you know, because she made so little and worked so hard for it. <clears throat> she had that – and it's kind of an Italian trait. You know, big city Italian trade, especially where they're flamboyant in their giving. But when it comes to charities and things, that's very, very tight in other ways. They put a lot of importance on money. Mm-hmm. And so you raise that Being way. Seen. It's very hard. And yet she saw the evidence and she responded. Mm-hmm. And then she started becoming the kind of person that would give to anybody. Yeah. And she would give her last penny to anybody. And then one day we're up against a fight and it's, well, there's always more money. Yeah. And you could just see she was at total peace. That's cool. With hey, there's always more money, and and uh, God's going to take care of us. And you know that's when her faith in the Father, being the Father, finally kicked in. And you know was definitely under five years. It was under probably under three mm-hmm. where you know it took to get there. And uh, now we've been doing this in our forties. Her forty four ish, and I'm almost forty four. You know, yeah, right Almost at oh, 44. You're, you're over 44. No, no. May 2nd? Yeah. That's right. So she's May 2nd, 44 years coming up, and me, 48. And it's long time to be trusting God and, and acting upon our faith. Yeah. And that's, you know, we look at the fruit of our life and the people around us and the wisdom in our life and the blessings in our life. And it's just like, you know what? I can tell, I can tell you unabashedly. I can tell you for positive. You can trust God. Mm. <clears throat> and the answer to almost every situation and dilemma is, why don't we just trust Jesus to take care of this? It's absolutely true. It sounds very trite, but it's, it's absolutely yeah. If you can really get that, it's it absolute truth. It is really truth. true, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolute yeah. truth. Yeah, it is awesome. And so, honestly, this born-again thing, you know, if, if you're not there, you could be there in a very short time. Yeah. Just start acting upon your faith. And nobody's asking you to go to 100% of your money. No. For $1 more than you think you can afford to give away. Just start laying it on the line as an offering to start the Lord. Start at 10%. Yeah. And... And start at 10% of the gross yeah. and just go from there. Try really trusting God to take care of you. And you watch. He, he, that's an act of faith that produces a, an outcome. And it, what, it's, what really happens is there's a transformation in you yeah. that is pretty amazing. It's the reason why we've and gone into giving is because we often say our so much of our life and our is tied into our wallet, right? It shows that's what really we value, good. Our right? works. So, yeah. so the... We're not, this isn't necessarily a Tithing giving thing. podcast, no, but right. the point being that if you want to have uh, works that evidence your faith, then giving is a good place to start because it's something we can easily or not so easily give up on it. We and can and you, can, it, right? you can help someone be clothed and yep. fed and with your money. And, and, and honestly, it, that's where your works begins because okay. it's, it's – um, it's, like you said, that's where your heart is, you know, it just, it, it, so it really does, you know, what's, we don't want this to be all about giving at all, but it's about faith and works yeah. and so, works, like you says, oftentimes. Yeah. And, the, and the name of the podcast is the church, the way Jesus meant it to be right. right? The uncommon truth. Yeah. And this, some statistics are that the church nationwide 
as a whole has somewhere shy of 2% of its attendees tithe. Wow. Give, that means they don't give away 10% to their church to support it. And so that means a huge amount of those other 90% or 98% are really struggling in that faith decision, right? And, and so it's, it's so big that he says, it's not your salvation, you're not justified mm-hmm. by faith alone, but by works that demonstrate your faith. And we are saved by grace and that through faith. And it's so there's this, been this battle that obviously the church has lost. Mm-hmm. We recently had interest rates spike from, you know, to a ridiculous spike. You know, the change is very rapid. Yeah. And the economy slowed down. Well, giving goes way down in those times, whereas faith demands that giving goes up in those times. I can no longer trust in the government. I can no longer trust in the paycheck. Mm-hmm. I need God to act on my behalf. And giving should increase, not decrease. Right, yeah. And so faith is a giving discussion. Mm-hmm. And faith without works, faith without giving is dead. Yeah. And money, of course, like giving. you said, yeah. is our most important giving. But there's also time. Yeah. Uh, volunteerism in churches go down. Energy. Unemployment goes up. That means more people have more time. Yeah. And volunteerism goes down. Mm-hmm. These are at, people become despondent, depressed, and they trust God less wow. when they have less resource. Heidi Baker says that the healings and miraculous happen far greater in places where there's no access to medical care. Mm-hmm. The miracles depend on how far you are from a hospital. Closer to a hospital, less miracles because people have less need to believe in God because the hospital will take care of them. Mm -hmm. Out in the bush bush, they believe in God because they believe in miracles because they're going to die if they don't or get sick. They're going to be sick if they don't. And so it's really, you know, like if if I put my money on the line where if I do this and God doesn't come through, I'm doomed. But if he does come through, my faith is strengthened. I am... I am being transformed and perfected, mm-hmm. and uh, my reward in heaven is great. My 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 treasure is stored in heaven. Mm-hmm. So you see why this um, is one of the messages of the Father's house yeah. because it is, it's in every person struggles with this. Yep. Every person struggles with um, faith without works is dead, and I think it should be a struggle. Yeah. If you're not, if you're just believing and, and you only have faith and you're not having any works. Or if you're only working yourself to death, um, then that's wrong too. And people come here to the Father's house and they often question this, you know, like we all we do is work, all we do is work. You're just works-oriented. And I say to them, do I look burnt out? I've been doing this now 25 years at the Father's house. Do I look like if I'm, I'm just diminished because I'm exhausted? Um, and they're like, no, you, you still have joy and, and you still want to do it. I said, see, if I just did works alone, which we probably shouldn't talk about that. If I just do works alone without faith, mm-hmm. I'm doing it out, out of the flesh, right? And I'm just doing it to, to, to garner something, to right. gain something, a reward. I would be burnt out yeah. because it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. People, you know, pastoring is exhausting. But because I do it because I love Jesus, because I want my love to look like something and not to pay him off. Not anything, but because I love him, and he says I'm supposed to do this, and so I, that's why I do it, and I don't get burned out. I'm I'm more excited about Jesus than I was 44 years ago, 30 years ago. I mean, just just to be the outpouring. The more you give, the more you get, and I'm not talking money at all. I'm talking about 
more of Jesus, the capacity, your capacity gets bigger and bigger to receive more. It could be then you want more and you want to give more. Yeah. It's a really cool principle that just, That's it's right. supernatural and it's unexplainable. We find right. our life as we give it away, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. People can get out of their funk and their depression if they would just give their life away. That's another message for another day. Correct. But, <laughs> but it's good. But today it's, it's today, a valid point. We just, you know, trusting in him, get uh, evidencing what we believe with our lives. You know, Faith that, without works is I, dead. I can't remember what, what, who said it, but the idea of, you know, is there enough evidence to convict you as a Christian? You know, it's, it's, I hope there is. You know, like, yeah. I hope so. there is. But uh, thanks for joining us again this week. Have and, a great week. Uh, we appreciate yeah. it, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate and review and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.